Welcome to a new edition of the World Leather Podcast. It's a pleasure to be with you again. I'm Stephen Tierney, editor of World Leather. This podcast is devoted to another in our Leather Leaders series of interviews, and the conversation this time is with Federico Brugnoli. Innovator and entrepreneur, Federico Brugnoli has been involved for years in innovation training for the leather industry and other sectors, always aiming to promote sustainable business models. He was also one of the main architects of European Leather's Product Environmental Footprint Category Rules. He explains here that his focus has now moved on from Life Cycle Assessment, LCA, to a new philosophy he calls Life Cycle Thinking. This takes a bit of unpacking, and I hope the exchange between Federico and me will help make the ideas clear for you. Look out particularly for the reasons he gives for moving away from the suggestion that you can accurately present the carbon footprint of leather as a single number, and for his explanation of the benefits he sees in remoulding thinking around LCA to design environmental improvements into your processes from the beginning. He also talks about what he calls the down-to-earth projects for which financial help is available to companies in the leather industry in Europe from the recovery programmes that are coming to light now. I hope you enjoy listening. Are you there, Federico? Hey, Stephen, how are you? Um, let me just go through these questions, Federico, because there's only, well, there's six, but some of them are very short, so you can fly through. But we'll start with number one. Why is it important, in your opinion, for leather manufacturers to keep thinking about innovation and to invest in innovation during this time of what we hope will be a recovery from the effects of pandemic? Pandemic has been an accelerator of many processes, uh, Stephen. Yeah. Uh, processes that were undergoing uh, naturally, but uh, they are going much faster. Um, innovation is uh, is the key for uh, moving onwards. There is no other way out, uh, either dying or innovating. Uh, um, uh, uh, on what to innovate uh, is uh, is the, the question mark that everybody has. Um, if we look on a broader spectrum, uh, I think uh, a lot of innovation should be on the side of uh, sales, mm. um, hybridization of relationships with customers, uh, exploiting the digital potential, but not uh, leaving everything to digital because leather is still a material that has to be felt with five senses. Yeah. So, um, uh, what, do, what does hybridization mean in this context? Um, it's a new way of uh, engaging with the customer. In, if we speak in the, of hybridization in retail, it means something that is also called digital. Mm. 
seven meaning physical and digital at the same time so, yeah so i think that uh, leather manufacturers could evolve in the way of being uh, um, also partnering with the logistic companies sending samples all around uh, and having a digital uh, meeting while people is uh, filling the the samples in in the different parts of the world mm -hmm. so yeah. hybridization means uh, um, a new way of uh, allowing customers to uh, touch and feel uh, leather but at the same time avoid traveling and so the innovation in terms of sales also have to uh, to face the condition in which we are, mm. that is, the trade shows are cancelled or they are full digital. So the, the, the big question mark is how are leather going to be selected or felt or uh, uh, improved or uh, how can I say, uh, prototyped uh, in this condition. So this is making yeah. things very difficult, um, especially in the high end of the market where seasons are still important, where uh, product development is crucial, um, and uh, where normally people were used to, to meet at least sometimes in a year mm -hmm. uh, to, to check the different possible evolution. And, uh, just to make an example, no? in high-end luxury, we had uh, uh, Lina Pelle doing two big fairs and two small ones. Premier Vision, same thing. Mm -hmm. so how, how are they going to replace this? This is still a question mark. Mm -hmm. In a period of uncertainty and in a period in which uh, nobody knows what's going to be next in the, in the next six months. Yeah. Uh, and this is the, the, the innovation for what relates to sales. Yeah. Then. Um, uh, uh, we can link another point that I uh, we have been working on very much, that is uh, innovation in terms of uh, uh, sustainability, mm -hmm. uh, life cycle design of products, yeah. conceiving ladders to be sustainable, not uh, assessing the numbers afterwards, but using the numbers and the techniques of LCA to design processes and products. A priori. Yes, a priori. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Excellent. All right. Maybe we maybe that will come up um, in another question later, Federico. But um, number two is linked to number one, which because it's about money, and I think that you must know that in a difficult economic environment, uh, sometimes people are, 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 will say. That's a good idea, but we're not spending any money right now. We're being very careful with the money we spend. But this question is to ask your assessment of the levels of financial and other help, but especially financial help that are available to companies in the European Union, which is the environment that you know, to support recovery. What's the best way for smaller companies, which includes most of the tunnels? to avail themselves of some of that support, to claim what's there? Well, uh, Stephen, there are, let's say, there is something yet to come, um, which is expected in the, in the next months, that is the, the so-called EU Recovery Fund. Yeah. 
the EU recovery fund will be based on uh, several pillars, among which uh, greening the economy or the, or the Green Deal and digitalization. So this is one, surely one way, uh, but it is yet to come. I we understand. don't know how much uh, it will impact, but we expect a lot of, uh, of uh, public funds to be available in that respect. So there are some key values, and I speak for European tenders, uh, but also in general, uh, Stephen, for the European, let's say, leather-linked sector. I include footwear, I include leather goods making yeah. uh, in Europe. Okay, so this is the focus in which uh, there are a lot of keywords that are linked with the EU recovery fund that are typical of these industries, yeah. such as craftsmanship such as uh, investments on uh, innovation, something that is not strictly related yet, but it has to be in the future. There is uh, uh, digitalization of processes. Yeah. And why digitalization is important, and maybe we can link this with the, the, the prior question on, on innovation, because uh, Stephen, if uh, 10 years ago, Tanners were to sell a square meter of leather or a square foot of leather. The documents and the info that were accompanying this square foot of leather were basically price, delivery time, quality, and uh, physical tests. Mm -hmm. Now you have traceability, chemical safety, PRL, MRSL, PRSLs, uh, LCA. So the amount of information that are going with the product is really increasing really much mm. everybody speaks about blockchain blockchain does not apply yet to a set of parameters which are key and very important for leather makers that are all the ones related to product performance product compliance uh, and uh, sustainability parameters so craftsmanship digitalization um, uh, sustainability are key for the recovery fund Mm -hmm. Okay, that is yet to come. Good. I think that's very encouraging, and I, I, I wish that more people in the leather industry could understand how much help it is possible to receive if you if you make an effort, if you find the right partners. You mentioned keywords. You know, we we should be on top of that all the time, and I don't think we are. It's interesting also that you mentioned blockchain because someone like you. Federico, who moves in this world all the time, you must you must have a way of explaining how blockchain might help one day, bearing in mind what you said, that there are aspects of what leather manufacturers, the information that they have to supply, there are things that blockchain cannot help them with yet. But that implies that maybe one day blockchain will be able to help them. So you, you must have a way of explaining what that is and why it can help? Well, a blockchain, uh, Stephen, in, in very simply, blockchain uh, is a technology that is able to connect uh, very rapidly and uh, uh, in a very, how do you say, consistent and reliable manner, informations that are available in tenders, in, in, okay. uh, sorry, in companies. Uh, by available, I mean that uh, these informations are already 
in the ERPs or in the informative systems of companies. Yeah. Such uh, I don't know if if someone has a, a very well developed ERPs, they have the advancement of production of all uh, of all the different uh, uh, production lots. Yeah. Have uh, costing delivery time uh, below materials, everything that is in the in in the informative system. So blockchain is able to pick information from all this informative system and make them easily available. Okay. okay? Yeah. So th this is one thing. Uh, blockchain can be linked to traceability, for example. Yeah. But the point is that many of the information, just take traceability of, uh, as an example, are not yet in these informative systems, ERPs yeah. of the companies. So that, uh, um, for example, uh, uh, Stephen, we have developed a software platform for traceability. We are collecting monthly information and traceability for one customer of us uh, from uh, nearly 100 tenders. Hmm? But they, they still need to provide this information outside of a blockchain scenario yeah. because they are not uh, embedded in their, in their normal informative systems. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. But the, the information is there. You could... Uh, mine that information. You could share that information. You could, you could use that information as a resource better than companies are at the moment, and that's so. That's that's something that we can be optimistic about for the future. Then there are other projects or product, uh, or sorry, or project lines uh, such as uh, Elite. So those who are basically linked with uh, small and medium businesses. Uh, and uh, uh, ability to innovate, yeah. but uh, with, uh, let's say, not really high-end, super ambitious uh, objectives, but more down-to-earth, down to no? yeah. uh, achievable objectives. Yeah. Um, and I, I was just uh, holding a, a workshop this morning uh, for Elite, and I said that uh, this is a kind of, this, this is the size and the kind of projects that tanners can really um, benefit from is not a lot of money, but is very focused and on objectives that are very close to the market. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, then uh, the new chapter, big chapter of the so-called Horizon Europe, uh, that is the new R&D program of, uh, of the European Union. Um, which is also yet to come, but is uh, starting to uh, publish the, the new calls, uh, in which there is a, a lot of room for improvement in, um, in, in the latter sector. Um, this is moving on, Federico. We know also about your involvement with um, Concheria Gallera, um, and that project was, is it called Leather Smart Lifecycle Analysis? So is, is yes. Is is it possible for you just to tell us a tiny bit more about that? But basically, uh, Ledesmart LCA on our side uh, is a project that uh, um, uh, is aiming at developing two, I think, very important technologies. One is uh, uh, an advanced software on lifecycle assessment mm -hmm. and lifecycle costing. 
basically what we are now able to do, Stephen, is uh, we make uh, uh, existing processes run, then we analyze data from uh, these processes. Just to give you an idea of what we are talking about, when I speak about analyzing data, I mean that for a normal product, we can get up to, give me a second and I give you a precise figure. So for one product, we obtain more than 2,700 environmental indicators. Wow. Okay. Then on this number of indicators, we apply algorithms that are allowing us to make uh, what we call hotspot analysis, the identification of the most important contributors to impact, mm -hmm. and to have a kind of simplified simulation process. Mm -hmm. What we do is, okay, now you have this number. This number is made out of 2,000 numbers. We analyze, it's not AI yet, but we hope to get there <laughs> very soon. Uh, uh, so, so that we are suggesting on what to focus and we can formulate hypotheses of improvement. So this is the, the first part of knowledge that is in the elite. The second part is that, uh, mm, I think you remember the concept of uh, smart drum. Yeah. Yes. I remember so, we, talk, we talked about a tanning tech one year. We have a prototype of that technology. And uh, uh, basically, with this simulation that we have done, we can make some hypotheses. So let's reduce the number of uh, the, the, the environmental impact of chemistry. Let's reduce uh, uh, running time. Let's reduce uh, usage of water. So mm. this formulation, this hypothesis can be checked in a R&D drum. And if the product goes okay, then the improvements are to be industrialized. So the smart drum is a tool for what we call a science-based approach to tanning. Yeah. So it's not it's no longer just trial and error. It's an intelligent way of of saying we think this will this is worth trying, but you still then you still do the trial and error, but you're you're not you're not starting from with with a blank piece of paper. You're starting with a lot of information. Exactly. You you got it perfectly right. Okay. And the power the the the, the power of this uh, way of thinking is that uh, apart from life cycle assessment we do life cycle costing yeah euro per unit okay okay um so it's impossible not to talk to you about life cycle analysis and life cycle assessment and not think of all those years of work when you contributed to helping the leather industry secure the european commission's approval of the product environmental footprint category rules in uh, 2018 and at that time i remember writing the headline we hope that achieve this achievement would end the debate about leather's carbon footprint but it hasn't so i wanted to ask you why not and just link to that you don't have to say anything about this specific example but it just came up recently that we have veja making a lot of publicity about a leather carbon footprint of 100.5 kilos of CO2 equivalent per square meter. And the figure that Unique has given us is 1.9. So it's such a huge difference. It made me think of what you told me once that if there were 
I can't remember how many, 500, 600 different standards for measuring whether a product is a green product. You said to have as many as that is the same as having zero because it's too confusing. So I just feel that we, we are still in that confusion. Uh, I am trying, Stephen, to be as far as possible on the debate on single numbers now. Why? Because we are moving into a new philosophy. And um, that is to say, the life cycle assessment, if you take, if you, if you take the word assessment, it means that you are assessing what you have done in the past. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So for us, we rather are working on the concept of life cycle thinking. That is to say, the numbers that are coming out are not the end of the work. They are rather the beginning of an improvement plan. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is the reason why we obtain so many numbers for a product, because uh, uh, then what we are doing with customers is we we get to a number. It can be one hundred or it can be uh, one point nine. Okay. Then I can I can briefly explain uh, uh, my opinion regarding this uh, endless debate. But the important thing is that uh, uh, then what is happening to in our case is that customers of our customers, customers of the tanneries, are sitting with the tanneries and they are looking at the impact of uh, improvement plans on the reduction of carbon footprint. And this is what is making them happy. Mm -hmm. hmm? So life cycle thinking is the new way forward, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. As I, I have been not pioneering, but I've been kind of working a lot on assessment. Now, now uh, it's, it's, the, it's time to move forward. Mm -hmm. uh, life cycle design, life cycle thinking, this is the way to, to move ahead. Regarding the, 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 the endless debate on leather carbon footprint, um, it looks like uh, the industry is coming uh, in general towards a convergence of uh, the most important factors that are influencing the carbon footprint. Mm -hmm. uh, between you and me, um, uh, but just to give you an example, I've had uh, uh, in my hands uh, uh, an LCA done from by one of the most important OEMs, and it was totally wrong. Everything was wrong. So LCA is a complex discipline. It's based on science, and it has to be done by professionals. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then uh, uh, to just to say to 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 see or to to communicate a number doesn't mean much neither in the case of 100 nor in the case of uh, of two mm -hmm. uh, because uh, the amount of data that is required to to do a proper assessment and a proper evaluation is vast and data quality mm -hmm. data quality is very important this is why also the chemical industry is moving fast mm -hmm. toward uh, towards lca Okay. All right. Let's make this the last one, Federico. Just quickly, before the pandemic, you, you were devoting a lot of time to Innovation Square and there was the other initiative of innovation training when you went to the US with some tunnels. Um, what have these ideas 
involved and how have they gone? What can you say quickly about them? Um, well, Stephen, when we were doing the Innovation Square, I think you remember that we were involving uh, people from very renewed uh, universities, academia, organizations yeah. around the world. Uh, we are still doing it, even for different uh, um, occasions. Um, and uh, the, the, there is a bad news, and uh, there are bad news and good news. The bad news is that most probably it would be impossible for to organize such a level of events in the near future because of uh, constraints in traveling and yeah. so on and so forth. The good news, the good news is uh, that knowledge is becoming more available. Mm -hmm. What does it mean? It means that uh, if I had to organize an innovation square, I had to convince very, let's say, famous people to take a plane, come to Milan, um, uh, be away from uh, home and office for a week, uh, now everything uh, is instead simpler. Uh, the network of persons with which we are uh, in touch is willing to keep on sharing the, uh, their knowledge and their innovations. Mm -hmm. And this will be possible in, in a digital form. And some news will come on that because we, we are thinking also, also having a kind of... Uh, digital training done by these kind of people. Excellent. Okay. Excellent. So we call it democratization of knowledge. Fair enough. <laughs> it's a good thing. And um, and the other one, the US one, the, the innovation training, I remember being very intrigued by your visits to MIT and super interesting places. I, I am still in touch with uh, with uh, uh, colleagues in the, on the other side of the Atlantic. Uh, we recently organized the, the online uh, version of uh, the, the other very big uh, event we do that is called Mecam X. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Mecam X is now online. Mm -hmm. So X is accompanying the new full digital version of uh, of the Mecam. Oh, that's called Mecham Digital Show. And uh, we had people from uh, MIT, Harvard, the United Nations, uh, uh, FIT. We had people from uh, um, uh, WGSN, uh, Business of Fashion. So we had a very huge um, uh, number of speakers. That will, And we created it as a, a TV show, Stephen. Mm. So it was, it, everything was recorded. Um, in in a, really in a studio, and it will be broadcasted over a two months period. Excellent, that's what that's what we need. Okay, Federico, thank you very okay. much. Okay. Thank you very Have much. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you, Federico. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the World Leather Podcast. We'll be back again soon with another episode. Until then, it's goodbye from me, Stephen Tierney. <laughs>